Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Today on the 3rd of January, the last race in a very busy period, the Christmas and New Year's period, um, took place. It was the fourth round of the World Cup. With me here to talk about that are Twan. Hello. And Tom. Hey guys. So we'll be discussing the fourth round of the World Cup, which took place in Hulst. First off, the men's race, it was uh, Tone Arch with the quickest start, with Van der Poel in his wheel. Van der Poel then, after uh, about a lap, decided to push the pace, and he opened the gap. And that was mainly because his biggest rival, Van Aert, had some kind of incident in the pit zone. He came into the pit, his bike was ready to be changed, but um, there was a other mechanic from Tormont who hampered the mechanical Van Aert, meaning Van Aert missed his bike, needed to walk back, and... With that said, there was nobody who really could follow um, Van der Poel. Van der Poel went on and drove this race comfortably. He won in the end with 1 minute and 30 seconds over Van Aert, who actually was in a pretty interesting battle for second for some while with Pitcock and Van Toornout. Van Toornout in that battle was the first one to drop, so that meant that Tom Pitcock eventually ended third. All that win here of Van der Poel, it's his third win in three days. Very impressive stuff, and especially the gap that he won with 1 minute 30 on a relatively fast parkour like this. Ooh, that's a lot. Certainly, he really looked on it today. Uh, racing in the Netherlands, his home country, of course, wants to put out, put on a good display. And yeah, from the first lap, you could see he, he was properly on it and just wanted to ride away like he did. Yeah, really leaving no stone unturned. Um, of course, we'll not be racing uh, for like two weeks now until um, probably more. Or he might even go on a training camp before then. Uh, yeah, just leaving everything out there. Really got in nice flow today, I think, and uh, was able to gain a lot of time on everyone. What did you guys also think about the new parkour here? Because if you guys missed it, they couldn't race in the city center of Hulst because they were afraid there would be too many spectators. So they raced somewhere in a field with a dike there. What do you guys think that they uh, did there on that location? Well, I think firstly, the, the original course in Hulst is definitely one of the... Uh better courses on the circuit and a really popular one with the riders but this one too was actually a pretty good course in my opinion it had some nice variety some up and downs with some more power sections and a bit of mud as well and provided a nice technical as well as physical challenge for the riders but it did miss that iconic windmill of host and all the spectators of course yeah i think this is genuinely brilliant find uh, by the organizers uh, especially, um, I think this might be just a parkour for one year. Uh, I, I think it served uh, for a great race uh, today, and uh, props to them, definitely. Indeed, I, I wouldn't uh, object to having another race here. I thought it was a, a really nice course. Yeah, however, I think the city center of Hills provides more atmosphere. But this wasn't a bad parkour. It reminded me a bit of the World Cup we had in Bogenza a couple of years ago. Not the World championships parkour that one was slightly different than the world cup especially with the setting with the sea in the background i think it's definitely better than some other races but at this point i don't think that there is need of an extra race in the netherlands or belgium the world cup should look to expand itself uh, elsewhere in countries like france and switzerland but that's a different topic this parkour was definitely something i think that suited van der poel more than van aert and that's why i also don't get the real hype that especially was created by sporza before the race um about the chances of van aert because this was was for me a perfect parkour for Vanderpool. Indeed, quite a few up and downs, more power sections, and some fast flowing corners. And it was really evident that this was a course of Vanderpool today, with the kind of 
most technical feature, the steep uphill climb into a sharp descent, with Vanderpol being able to really power up that climb and ride it consistently every lap, whilst Van Aert and Pitcock and Van Tornout, they were all having to run in the latter half of the race. And yeah, he probably put five seconds into them every lap on, on this one bit of section of the course. And with the 10 laps in the race, that could be 50 seconds, already half a gap to Van Aert. So yeah, I think it really suited him today. Yeah, of course, Porza are going to advertise some sort of interesting race. Uh, maybe they were hoping for a little bit more uh, muddy and tougher conditions. Uh, but certainly after the first lap uh, uh, of the women's, uh, I thought uh, this is quite a good parkour for Vanderpool. And it will be really challenging for Van Aert to actually put up a fight today. Unfortunately, a few things gone wrong at the start of the race, which, uh, well, locked up first place really quickly. Van Aert actually was struggling for grip in the beginning of the race. However, this was not down to his tire thread, that was, like was suggested on the broadcast. He started on the Reno tire, which gives you more grip, and eventually he changed his tire thread to Grifo. So that wasn't the thing here. What was it? Maybe a bit of a lack of rhythm in the beginning, out of his concentration because of that uh, incident in the pit zone? Apparently it wasn't the tires, so uh, then, it, then it would have probably been on him. Maybe tire pressure, but we didn't really see him uh, talk about that when he came through the pits um, to his mechanic. So that wouldn't have been it either. So yeah, it, it probably was a bit of concentration, loss of control. Yeah, I think it just upset the rhythm, the incident in the pits slightly. Kind of knocked him back a few places on the, in the early part of the race. And that really just allowed Vanderpol to get away. And once that gap was there, Vanderpol just kept going. Van Aert had some struggles, even fighting off Pitcock for third place. I think Pitcock rode a good race here. This is not the best parkour for him. Not the amount of mud or the amount of climbing that he needs to excel. But a third place here, challenging Van Aert. It, nevertheless, I think that's a good performance. Indeed, yeah. A really good performance from Pitcock again today. He had that win and gather, obviously, back in this December, mid-December last year. But ninth in Zolder and then a DNF in Dendermont just after Christmas, kind of, well, obviously not the results he was looking for, but yeah, third in GP Sven Nice on the first, and then second yesterday in Gulaghem, and third today, so three podiums in three days. I think that's pretty good going for Pitcock, and I'm sure he'll be happy with this before he heads off with his training camp for with Team Ineos tomorrow, I hear. Yeah, headed to Gran Canaria and uh, today giving us a little bit of entertainment, uh, headed toward the last bit of the race, uh, had that interesting maneuver on uh, Wout van Aert, not scared to take the fight to the uh, three-time world champion, so uh, at least uh, he gave us some entertainment and I think this was a very good ride by him. Let's run down the entire top 10 then. Behind Van der Poel, Van Aert and Pitcock, we saw Michael van Toornout in front of Toon Aerts, Lars van der Haar, Quinten Hermans, Laurens Week and two Dutch riders round of the top 10, Ryan Kamp and Corne van Kessel. Toon Aerts, he eventually ended 5th, but his start was pretty good, I think. It may be a bit too good, actually. He looked to explode after those rapid first 2 or 3 laps. Yeah, I think the pace of Van der Poel was just a bit too high today. He was the only rider who could stay... With Van der Poel was odds, but I think, yeah, maybe he burnt a few too many matches in the first few laps, trying to keep with Van der Poel. 
and ultimately once he was caught by the chasers he didn't have enough in the tank to stay with them yeah i think it's it's just very tempting to try and hang on Vanderpool for as long as you can if you can for a long time you're probably going to be in a good position and i guess that is what he tried today uh didn't quite work out had a an okay right after i guess uh still recovering a little bit during the race uh getting somewhere near michael von tuen out well i certainly agree it wasn't a bad race by arts but i've said it a couple of times early on i feel like there's a few percentages missing here this season for tone arts to actually be on the level that he was a couple of seasons ago when he was fighting with van art to win the world cup and i just think it's a bit unfortunate but nevertheless next week at the belgian championships i wouldn't count him out for a good result there in Molenbeke. Someone with certainly a good result here was Ryan Kamp. He was first under-23 rider here in front of Ronar and Ferdinande. In Baal, Kamp was third under-23. Things are looking to be a bit better here for Ryan Kamp than they were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, this is the kind of performance we have been getting used to from him. Just looking very solid. Well, when you see him come across the finish line, he, he just looks like a someone that's ready to be a pro for the next 10-ish years. Indeed, over the last few years, he's really developed himself as a rider. He's coming to the under-23 ranks. And yeah, taking the win in the World Champs last year, I think he's certainly one of the favourites to defend that title and take it again at the end of the month. Then the last thing about the men's race here... Eli Isabit, we all know he crashed pretty bad in Zolder. Before the race, he said that there were some things that uh, still needed to be sorted out about his elbow and that he was riding with pain. However, he crashed there in the first lap. He was eventually forced to pull out of the race because he had too much pain. He felt um, something tearing in his elbow. Definitely not good. Tomorrow, he will undergo medical examinations in the hospital. And it's definitely not a good time just going towards the Belgian Championships and the World Championships. If that's broken, he's out for quite a while. Indeed, yeah. Obviously, we've just had the packed Christmas period of racing with a large quantity of racing. But these January is really the quality races for Belgium Championships and the World Championships, both coming up this month. Certainly two races he won't want to be missing. Yeah, it's a very unfortunate time to be experiencing these things. Uh, let's hope for him that he can get better as soon as possible and that he can uh, return to uh, his uh, maximum powers. Then now we're going to talk about the women's race and Twan will tell us what happened in that race. Um, it was another quick start by Betsma. It's really been a theme as she got to the first uh, starting row. And it was Panda was really struggling with this quick start by Betsma. And uh, she continued this into lap 2. And she got a little gap on Alvarado and Worst. Uh, they had uh, Vosch and Brandt chasing behind them. And uh, Brandt was slowly distancing the Hungarian. And uh, she managed to chase back on to Alvarado and Worst. And classic style in a classic Lucinda Brandt fashion, she attacks them on the road and was able to get away from them uh, as the laps went on and was able to go in chase of Denise Betsma. But there was simply nothing to do about that Denise Betsma today, nearly leading from start to finish as she takes victory here in Hulst. Ahead of Brandt and Alvarado as Wars made a small mistake and uh, dropped from uh, the world champion's wheel. 
In the men's race, there was nothing to do against her countryman Macho van der Poel here, nothing to do against Betsema. What do we think about this ride? And what do we think about this going forward towards the ever so important World Championships at the end of this month? I think it's just one of those days by Betsema. Um, we saw it in Beringen. She launched from the start and we didn't, they, no one saw her again until after the finish. Um, and like, it's, yeah, it's just one of those days. Um, and uh, there was no lot anyone could do about it. Very impressive. Indeed, I think the gap of over one minute in the super competitive women's racing, we've not seen a gap this big all year, I don't think. So, especially on a course like this today, it was a great performance from Betsima. I certainly think it was a strong ride by her. Nothing Brandt or Alvarado or anyone could do against it. And I think Betsima is maybe a bit of a dark horse maybe for the world title because all the focus is going to Brandt and Alvarado but Betsema we all know she can ride pretty good in the sand we saw it in Coxida where she won the world cup and now she wins the world cup here on a completely different parkour I think with her form and uh, condition everything is really good so I think if all the focus is on Brandt and Alvarado Betsema might be the laughing third one here yeah I think for the world championships uh, we, we have a podium it's just going to be in which order and a day like this makes me really really excited for the world championships because it, it's probably going to be an amazing race with three women that are so competitive i would put worst up there as well i mean her results are a bit up and down but in an interview with a local newspaper after the race today she said that she's hoping to be able to continue this um, sprint forwards in terms of form and also in results because she said um, she did a couple of blocks of hard training after she had some rest. I think it's definitely paying off. Fourth here, it's better. But now it's a matter of being able to keep this result. Because after her third place in Zolder, we said the exact same thing. But if next week, or of course the week after, I mean. Because next week their Dutch championships are cancelled. If she can be, is able to be closer to Alvarado, Brandt and Betsema, Then I think Worst may be just peaking at the right moment this season. The other thing I really don't like for her, except for her form already, uh, is the fact that, of course, we'll have sand at Ostende. And like at the start of the season, what I saw from Worst in the sand was it was terrible, quite frankly. Um, so she she would have needed to improve on that a lot as well, I think. Well, let's look at the entire top 10 then. Behind Betsma, Brandt and Alvarado, it was the Vorst, who we also just mentioned. Then it was Catablanca Vash in front of Honsinger, Pietersen, Kant, Bakker and Van Empel. Lots of Dutch flags here, but I mean, Catablanca Vash in fifth. The World Cup is definitely her target, and you can see that in every World Cup race, she's up there. It doesn't matter what type of parkour, if it's Namur, if it's Hulst, if it's Dendermonde, she's always up there in the top five. Yeah, riding very solid races. I didn't think riding Gullegem instead of Baal was a good plan for her, but today finishing fifth, proving me wrong and winning yesterday, of course. Um, very impressive ride by her. Vash, another great performance. After the win yesterday, top five in the World Cup on such a great course against such a strong field. I think it's a, a really great result for her today and just shows again she'll be favourite coming into the World Championships at the end of the month. I also think Clara Honsinger rode a pretty good race. This isn't the type of parkour that suits her. You've seen it before in Essa where she got 11th and on the faster parkourses where she looked to struggle. But now here today she gets a top 10 place, 6th um, actually. I think that's very good by her. 
Yeah, I think she had an okay start today, which helped a lot. Was able to get up into some decent places quite early on. And uh, from there was able to build on. Uh, of course, today, whilst looking like quite a fast parkour, was actually still quite hard, I think. And it was quite easy to open up a gap, um, which she made uh, a lot of use out of. Uh, especially with one of the longest races women's uh, cyclocross, I think, has ever seen. And yeah, it was another great performance from Hansiger as well today. I think she's really showing she's properly adapted to the European racing now. And yeah, in the World Champs, I think we can again see, hopefully see her target kind of uh, maybe even pushing the top five, but certainly inside the top ten for the World Champs. Let's take a look at our under-23 top 10 then. It was Vos in front of Pietersen and Bakker. I definitely think that um, Vos is the clear favorite for the World Championships, like Tom already mentioned. But Pietersen and Bakker, they're consistent names that are in the top 10 as well, so I wouldn't count them out. But let's not make this a preview episode for the World Championships. Maybe just something on the performance of Pietersen here, any of you two? Yeah, I think she did a, a, another solid performance today. We've quite often seen her leading off the start sometimes, but a bit of a slower start today kind of showed she could also work her way up through the field. Obviously, she won't have to worry about this in, in the World Champs, but uh, yeah, I think it was a, a, good, a good performance for her today. Then I think we had it all for the World Cup here in Hulst. Maybe not the most entertaining race, but after a busy period of cyclocross with a lot of podcasts about races, this week we have more podcasts coming up. We have on Wednesday an interview going up with Zoe Boxset, the very talented British rider who rides for the Tormund CX, CX team. That's coming up on Wednesday. And then on Friday we have a preview coming up for the National Championships, which take place next weekend. Tom and Twan, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for hosting as well. And then I hope to see all you guys again when we have the other podcast coming up later this week. Thank you guys for listening and don't forget to drop a rating if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts and share it with your cyclocross friends if you're listening it anywhere else. See you guys later this week. Goodbye. <laughs>